the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Chips Ahoy! That's Chips Ahoy, not Ships Ahoy. You know the chocolate chip cookie? They're pretty good. Um, I can eat half a package in one sitting, no problem, maybe more than half. Nabisco sells a lot of them, millions of them. You'd have a hard time finding someone who doesn't like them. So why do you suppose Nabisco thought it was a good idea to have a drag queen do the Mother's Day message for Chips Ahoy? It was all over Twitter yesterday. In case you missed it, here it is, and it's a video. So you'll have to imagine a man who's dressed and made up to look like a woman, but looks like a man dressed and made up to look like a woman. Y'all know what we celebrating today? Mother's Day. And I am so thankful to have a mother like mine who supports me through all my craziness and loves on me and buys me Chips Ahoy cookies, Chewy, the original, everything under the sun. My mom knows I love my cookies. So get those cookies. And what's a sweet gesture for you to do to your mama, your real mama, your drag mama, whichever mama, somebody, whoever take care of you, whoever you feel or consider your mama, it's their day today. Get them a cookie, or two, a pack. Buy them all the chips of hoys in the world. I don't know. Or get some milk. Get her some milk, too. You can't buy the cookie without some milk, honey. Get those cookies. It's Mother's Day. It's time to celebrate, love, all that. Cookies, get them. And if you don't, how you going to celebrate Mother's Day? It's the new chocolates. Now, I should say that I'm, uh, you know, you have to watch on stuff that shows up on Twitter. I, I'm assuming that this is Nabisco um, endorsed, but if it isn't, Nabisco should be doing something to get rid of it anyway. So, I mean, if it is, if it is endorsed by the people at Nabisco, isn't it the kind of thing that would have the boss, you know, uh, calling somebody first thing this morning to find out who was responsible for it, and then demanding that they be fired? Seriously, I mean, who, who would possibly think that that's a good idea? And who does that message appeal to besides other drag queens? Is it directed at gay people in general? Okay, well, why would you do that? It's Mother's Day. I think gay people have mothers, too. Um, and they have mothers who aren't drag queens. So why not just a nice Mother's Day message delivered by a man or a woman who looks like a man or a woman? It's Mother's Day. And why would you put out a video that's going to turn off at least 80% of your customers? It's not enough to make me stop eating chips, ahoy, they're too good, but it's enough to make me wonder who's running a Bisco. And again, I, I always have to wonder about this because I, I thought about this yesterday when I saw it. Why, why do we see so many drag queens and men dressed up as women uh, in advertising in other places and it's glamorized and considered cute and funny and all that? Why come we never see um, masculine-looking women? Like, what about why wouldn't why why don't we see like a woman with a crew cut wearing combat boots doing a, a, a Chips Ahoy message like that? It never happens. Is it because uh, men looking like women and imitating women is good because men are bad and women are better? I, I or I don't I don't I, I don't get it. But just pay attention and look how just note how often. Men are dressing up as women and being glamorized and laughed at and considered wonderful. And how little it works the other way. How rarely it works the other way. Just just wondering. Anyway, who's running Facebook, Google, and Twitter? And how long uh, should they be allowed to have a monopoly? That's been in the news a lot. Maybe you think it's time they were broken up. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from a guy who doesn't think so. Right, gun lovers, here's your to-do list for the weekend. Shoot guns, test drive great new gear, and celebrate freedom at the number one destination for American gun owners. Enjoy an action-packed weekend at the Concealed Carry Expo in Pittsburgh this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Join your fellow armed Americans at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Just remember, this only happens once a year, so don't put it off. It'll be an action-packed three-day event dedicated to responsibly armed Americans like you. 
Trust me, you'll have a blast. You can test new guns on the free live fire range and train with self-defense experts. There's even a reality-based training simulator. But it's only for this weekend. The doors open Friday, so text EXPO to the number 87222 now to lock in your discounted tickets and free t-shirt. Come experience the number one destination for American gun owners with your fellow patriots. You can always just show up at the door, but if you text EXPO to the number 87222, you'll save money and get a free t-shirt. That's EXPO to the number 87222 now. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy. A, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey Rocky, thanks and uh, we'll be talking hey. to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. Alright man, take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky Blyer right, and we'll be right back. Pella has done it again with our brand new lifestyle series. Pella can customize window replacement solutions room by room. Imagine bedroom and bathroom windows with shades between the glass, a room darkening experience for sleep in one room, and beautiful privacy in the other. Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door. For a limited time, get 50% off installation in 12 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole, so why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. Okay, meat lovers, Beef Jerky Outlet presents over 100 delicious ways to get your snack on. There's nothing slim about these big flavors. This is high-end quality gourmet jerky in more flavors than you've ever thought possible. From wild game to pepper and spice to sweet and savory, there's something for everyone. Flavors like honey jalapeno, Cajun barbecue beef brisket, sweet bourbon traditional, Asian sesame, teriyaki, cherry maple, and peppercorn smoked beef, just to name a few. With Father's Day coming up, this is a total no-brainer for the guy in your life. Visit BeefJerkyOutlet.com for fabulous gift ideas. Plus, check out their phenomenal selection of rubs, sauces, and marinades. Beef Jerky Outlet at Tanger Outlets in Washington and their brand new location at Grove City Outlets. Beef Jerky Outlet, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Stoggerwald Show. Check them out, beefjerkyoutlet.com. This is the John Stoggerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Yes, we will be having the Beef Jerky Outlet Jerk of the Week for you coming up on Friday. So, uh, you know, if you want to get your nominations in, you know, give me a call or something. But we're, we'll are we be paying close attention for jerks. Anyway, uh, what are we going to do with uh, Facebook and Google and Twitter and Instagram? They're all part of gigantic tech monopolies. They have way too much power. There are lots of people out there, including Republicans and some conservatives, saying it's time to break them up or regulate them or both. Well, Joel Griffith is a research fellow of financial regulations at the Heritage Foundation, and he joins us now. Joel, thanks for being here. Hello, thank you for having me. So we seem to have reached that um, that stage where uh, everybody is saying we have to do something, and that's often when the government does do something and then ends up making things worse. So is that where we are now or where we're headed, do you think? It seems that is where we're headed, but I'll say not all of us are <laughs> saying that. What we are, what we are seeing now are um, groups such as Facebook themselves, uh, some of these tech companies almost begging for regulation, <laughs> And uh, at the same time, you see those that you would think are inclined to support freedom of speech and free enterprise um, seeming to call for this regulation simply because uh, we don't necessarily approve of the political viewpoints that they're censoring. Uh, I think this is a dangerous precedent, and I think we all need to be well aware of what our First Amendment guarantees us with regards to free speech 
which includes the right of private companies to actually engage in censorship um, and to uh, keep in mind the importance of uh, companies being uh, allowed to uh, expand and innovate without the threat of politicians cracking down on them simply because we don't like their political viewpoint. Now, um, you say they are um, some of them are calling for themselves to be regulated. Why would they be doing that? Would that be something nefarious that they're doing there? Uh, well, oftentimes you see companies that uh, call for government to regulate them because they've reached a point of, of success, and uh, they realize that the best way to uh, protect themselves outside of the free market is to go ahead then and erect artificial barriers to other um, industry or other industry participants. Um, we see this in many, many sectors. Um, the technology sector is no exception. Um, there's a technical term for this uh, called rent-seeking, which is uh, simply the, uh, the attempt um, by businesses or special interests um, to uh, really capture, um, capture the regulatory power for themselves. Um, now, is, is this a more of a, a free speech issue or an antitrust issue, or is it equally both or a little bit of one and a little bit less of the other? Um, well, it's it's a, it's a bit uh, tricky here. We see a lot of folks that are um, you know, saying that that free speech um, is at issue uh, because of censorship that seems to be occurring on social media platforms. Um, from what I can see, there's no doubt that some of this uh, censorship is biased against conservatives, and that is um, troublesome. However, we need to keep in mind um, that if it's a private company. The private company has the right to engage in censorship. Our right to free speech, our right to free speech is the right to engage in speech free of government interference. Right. And that means that I, we have the right to engage even in hate speech. Uh, so the most violent hate speech is, is, is protected. And some of those that are arguing that uh, Twitter and Facebook and other companies are equivalent to a public square need to keep in mind that if that were true, that would mean that not only would Facebook and Twitter and these other companies, not only would they have to allow a diversity of political viewpoints, but they would have to allow some of the most vile of speech to occur as well. Um, thankfully, we live uh, in, a, in a country where if you are a private party, you do have the right to restrict those forms of speech if you so choose. Yeah, and um, every media outlet that exists self-censors. You're, I mean, uh, there are things I'm not allowed to say on this radio station right now. The government isn't going to tell me what I can say, but my boss can tell me there's certain words I'm not allowed to use. He, he can even tell me there's certain things I'm not allowed to talk about. It's his radio station. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting when we're looking at this uh, that uh, 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 there's a difference between a media publisher and and a, and a platform. And so you see a lot of people suggesting. That well, you know, they're 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 a platform. It's not as if it's a newspaper, and so we should go ahead and uh, tell them that if they don't allow a diversity of political viewpoints, then we are going to remove legal protections. Um, and that legal protection that has been extended to them is under it's a section two thirty of uh, uh, chapter forty seven of the U.S. Code, and that basically says that if you are just a platform host. If somebody decides to go ahead and submit something to you and it's just automatically then hosted on your site, if it's defamatory, you as the platform host, you're not legally liable for that defamation. You know, if you're a newspaper, let's say you've got a journalist and you publish something defamatory, or you as a newspaper, you are at risk of being, being sued for that lie or for that harm. But if you're uh, Facebook, for instance, I could go ahead and I could post something about you and lie about you uh, I could put a heinous lie about you on there. Facebook is not liable. I would be personally liable. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's very important because it ensures there's a free flow of information and that only the person that actually commits that lie is liable. So there's, there's the folks that are saying, well, why don't we just go ahead and simply tweak that exception and say, if you engage in, we'll say, political bias, now you're going to be liable for any piece of defamation that ends up on your website. Um, I think that's uh, that's an improper use of the law. It's using the law as a weapon to force a platform now to carry your message. Um, that might work to the advantage of the right right now. Um, might work to, <laughs> might work to the advantage of the left. 
But the bottom line is that this can be used by the powers that be to have undue influence um, over um, over our information systems. Do we? Uh, is there anything in our antitrust history, American antitrust history, that compares to what we have now with uh, Facebook and Google? Well, there are certainly some that are trying to draw comparisons to the great railroad companies of old or energy companies. Uh, I, I, I think it's a uh, personally a bit of a bit of a stretch on that, and I think that we need to also keep in mind that oftentimes throughout the years, those antitrust laws have been abused by the powers that be as well. Antitrust laws used by one company to gain an advantage over another. So even if there are some analogies there. Um, I would say we need to be very wary of, of attempting to use those antitrust laws to go after um, to go after uh, a company, particularly when it appears that using such a law to go after a company would be politically motivated. But but is the is the is it the combination of the First Amendment and the antitrust laws that are colliding here? Well, I, for those that argue there's an antitrust problem. I'll say uh, you know, a few things. When it comes to getting our information, sure, there might be some people that are getting their news only from Facebook, only from Twitter. I think that's unfortunate. Right. Well, you'd be hard-pressed to argue that there are not other alternatives easily available. Um, you can easily go to Safari or Google or Internet Explorer and key in any one of your favorite newspaper publications or any one of your uh, favorite blogs on either side of the right or the left, and you can have that access to good information. Same thing with, with social media platforms when it comes to engaging with others. No one is forcing us to use these platforms. Right. I know I personally, I'm trying to use it less just <laughs> as a means of saving more time. Yeah. But no one's forcing you to use that. Um, there are many alternatives out there, and there are many alternatives or several alternatives even to the social media aspects of Facebook. But people choose to use Facebook because so many of our friends and colleagues are on there. But this is our personal, individual decisions to make as consumers. Talking to Joel Griffith, he's a research fellow with financial regulations at the Heritage Foundation. Um, but it, it, it's, it's the thing that people seem to be focusing on is the power that Facebook has um, acquired on its own. They don't. They didn't do it illegally. And Google. And um, just people just don't like the power they have. And uh, and, and even con- there are conservatives out there who don't seem to care that it goes against what they've been preaching for the last who knows how many years. They just think that something has to be done. Well, I, 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 you know, I think it is incredibly frustrating sometimes when we see uh, the media and media platforms um, engaged in bias. Incredibly frustrating. Uh, that's definitely understandable. Uh, we saw this on network television mm-hmm. um, several decades ago. And if we recall what happened after that, we had the era of cable news, and then suddenly there was a multiplicity of viewpoints uh, available. And that was without government having to get involved, and nor should government have gotten involved. Just a few decades ago, we had those on the political left that were trying to use what was known as the fairness doctrine through the FCC to ensure that on talk radio, you would have equal time for right and left. Right. That would have been an improper use of government power, and thankfully the government has had to back down um, after several legal losses um, over that. But now that it's the right thing, some of uh, our voices censored, um, just because that seems to be the case, um, that, that shouldn't uh, be reason for us to now go ahead and, uh, and, and, and back off of our defense of the First Amendment. Let's let's keep that um, at, at the forefront here, um, uh, in, instead of pushing uh, to to regulate those who are are censoring friends of ours. Um, the, Facebook is just it, it's they were first, and Twitter did it first, and conservatives are suffering and feeling um, feeling uh, I don't know abused because. They don't have the because Facebook and Google are so entrenched that maybe they feel like it's impossible to 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 start up their own platforms that are with any chance of catching up to them. That's their problem, though, isn't it? They should have thought of that well, twenty years ago. Well, it it, it does require um, capital um, to develop a platform such as that, but we live in a country where we are actually free to raise such capital. 
If there is a need and a desire in the marketplace for a competing service, we have, we have freedom uh, to do so. Uh, and uh, if, if Facebook and, and Twitter, if they get to a point where um, they are uh, engaged in, in too much censorship, you know, the, the, the market will provide a solution in the form of people losing. It does not yet seem to be at that critical mass. Uh, for, for me uh, personally, uh, I, I uh, definitely do my best to, to report uh, to Twitter and uh, Facebook when I see very uh, offensive imagery. Uh, or, or viewpoints. I think that's our, our responsibility as uh, uh, members of the private sector uh, to do that. But once again, this is their decision uh, what to allow and what not to allow. This is not public property. This is not a public park. It's a private platform. Yeah, and uh, I, I think a, a good comparison um, would be what happened with Fox News. Um, there was no such thing as a conservative network until Fox News came along in what twenty a little over twenty years ago, um, and it's amazing that because they saw the opening in the market, they jumped in and now they're killing everybody. If somebody could do that with a platform, you would think. Yes, yes, they could. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, back to old school media publications. Uh, there's no doubt that you read the New York Times every day, and I try to to get the. Uh, the alternative perspective, it's quite biased. But, you know, we also have uh, the Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. and we have the Washington Examiner and the Washington Times um, and the Orange County Register, all of these publications um, that I personally, I choose to read those every day as well. Nobody is forcing me to read the New York Times, and certainly no one is forcing me to read, say, Mother Jones. I'm able to choose what I actually put into my mind and rather than going ahead and putting the blame on someone else because they're not maybe allowing someone that you want to see on that platform, we have the freedom, and I would say the responsibility, to inform ourselves. And that's at, literally at our fingertips. There's no excuse not to pursue that information. That's right. And there are, there are lots of um, conservatives out there with lots of money who you would think would uh, have by now – seen the void and 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 acknowledged the bias and said, hey, there's a market out there just like there was a market for Fox News in the late 90s. Let's jump in. Um, well, there, there's certainly the resources available. Um, and, you know, a lot of the a lot of folks uh, um, um, on, on the right have uh, developed alternative media publications, as have those on the left to find um to, to go ahead and develop certain niches. And so we, we have access to that. If you go to, let's say, Drudge Report, which is certainly, I would say, a bit biased on and in favor of the right, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you can find a whole list of blogs on there um, really to, to, suit, to suit your needs, to suit the information that you're looking for. Um, there's no reason to crack down on somebody else who's succeeding, uh, particularly when that information is so readily available. Now, are you an absolutist about this? Are, are there regulations that could be added that conservatives should be able to live with that would also be constitutional? Well, there there are certain regulations re, uh, regarding disclosure, uh, regarding privacy in, enforcement. Um, some of those are definitely um, areas to explore, but those have nothing to do with bias or with content. This is about uh, in, enforcing the law and um, truly um, protecting uh, individuals. Hey, Joel, I appreciate you being here. Thanks. Uh, as always, uh, Joel Griffith of the, Regu- of, the, uh, of the Heritage Foundation. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Okay, that's uh, Joel Griffith. And when we come back, we're going to go in a completely different direction and talk about one of my favorite things, dogs and a certain kind of dog that you probably should never bring into your home. How about that? I bet you can guess the dog I'm talking about, and you may disagree with me, but when you hear from my guest, you may feel a lot differently. So stick around and find out right here on AM 1250, The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says the U.S. has a very strong position in its trade war with China. The president believes his decision to increase tariffs on Chinese imports is good for the U.S. economy. This is a uh, a very 
positive step. At the same time, he said he's prepared to help American farmers who have been hurt by the trade war. Out of the billions of dollars that we're taking in, a small portion of that will be going to our farmers. In response to China's retaliation, the president said he hasn't decided whether to slap tariffs on additional Chinese goods. Greg Clugston, the White House. In retaliation, China has imposed increased tariffs on $60 billion in U.S. goods. Wall Street plummeted today on news of the trade war, with the Dow down 617 points at the close of trading today. The Nasdaq lowered by 269 and the S&P declining 69. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Enjoy! Dennis Prager explains the downfall of our society. Secularism produces knowledge, but not wisdom. Many secular people probably were raised religious because the longer one has uh, is devoid of God and religion, the longer the generation span, the more foolish the human being becomes in virtually every instance. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. One in seven men is diagnosed with prostate cancer in his lifetime. The good news? When caught early, it can be treated. The bad? All treatment options have side effects like impotence, urinary leakage, and rectal bleeding. New Space Ore Hydrogel is FDA cleared and clinically proven to help. Men receiving Space Ore Hydrogel were more likely to maintain their normal sexual, urinary, and bowel functions. Visit spaceoar.org or ask your doctor about Space Ore Hydrogel. Hunt Associates is your resource for examining the important financial aspects for your retirement plan. Listen to our podcast radio show, Hunt for Retirement, by visiting gwhunt.com. On this week's edition of Hunt for Retirement, we discuss securing lifetime income. Text HUNT to 555-888 or visit gwhunt.com to listen to the podcast now or call 844-366-HUNT for a free copy of the book, Income Allocation, and a free retirement income report. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. One in seven man is diagnosed with prostate cancer in his lifetime. The good news? When caught early, it can be treated. The bad? All treatment options have side effects like impotence, urinary leakage, and rectal bleeding. New Space Ore Hydrogel is FDA cleared and clinically proven to help. Men receiving Space Ore Hydrogel were more likely to maintain their normal sexual, urinary, and bowel functions. Visit spaceoar.org or ask your doctor about Space Ore Hydrogel. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking really solid on the Parkway East outbound Boulevard of the Allies out to Edgewood, Swissvale. Seeing some pretty typical volume on the inbound side as well. Now, the Parkway North is seeing some delays also from 28 to Venture Street and as you approach the 79 interchange. On the Parkway West, it's heavy outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie, Scott Township and Accident, Green Tree Road at 121. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Looking wet for the next couple of days, chilly through tomorrow, then we warm up. Mostly cloudy for tonight with a couple of showers around. We'll drop to 42. Mostly cloudy with a chilly breeze tomorrow. Some of you get a shower. High will be 55. Partial clearing, low 42 again tomorrow night. 
Then Wednesday, it'll be warming up, but with increasing clouds followed by an afternoon shower thunderstorm. High will be 67. With your Rocky Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, everybody loves dogs. Uh, nobody loves them more than I do, with the possible exception of my wife. But not all dogs are the same. And if you're thinking about getting a dog, especially if you're thinking about rescuing one from a shelter, especially that, uh, there's one kind of dog you should avoid. Colleen Lynn is the founder and CEO of DogBites.org. She joins us now to tell us which one that would be. Colleen, thanks for being here. Thank you for asking me to be here. <laughs> so uh, what is DogsBite.org? It is a nonprofit organization uh, dedicated to reducing serious dog attacks. Okay. And um, you're, I see even your background that you were once attacked by yes, a pit bull. And, I'm guess, and you were a web designer. So um, you, this was a natural thing for you to take your experience uh, with web designing and your experience with a pit bull and kind of put it together, right? Correct. And also, uh, after I got out of the hospital for my own attack, one of the first things I did was go online to find out more information about these dogs. And what I found was a lot of propaganda sites. And so I thought sort of everyone knew that uh, these dogs were you know, hazardous, to say the least, right? Um, and so that is when I began to look into uh, the Denver Pitbull ban, uh, which had a lot of documentation online. And also at that time, San Francisco had passed a Pitbull spay-neuter ordinance. So that sort of became um, the underlying you know, start of my uh, research into this area. Now, um, I trained dogs a little bit, and um, I took a course. Uh, I mean, I'm not a dog whisperer by any means. I, I can teach a dog, you know, sit, stay, heal. Uh, that kind of thing, and I know probably more about training a dog than most people, but nothing like an actual, you know, big time trainer. But I'm just telling you that because um, it, it I, I'm always being told by people who own pit bulls or who are apologizing for them that it, it's not the dog, it's the people. And as a person with some experience training, I know that's the case with every dog. That dogs that misbehave most of the time, it's the owner's fault. But are, are you, uh, do you think that pit bulls are different from other breeds? Is it inherent in them to attack people and just be aggressive? Yes. Um, it's all about the selection process, right? So these dogs were selectively bred to take down bulls and to fight to the death in a pit. Okay, there's no appropriate context for these behaviors today, right? So, you know, it's not a question of 100% environment versus 100% genetics. There's both, okay? Um, just sort of when we talk about herding dogs, you know, herd, pointy dogs, point, uh, retrieving dogs, re- retrieved inbred traits, right. um, they're, not, they're not taught after. So fighting dogs are selectively bred to fight and to execute the killing bite, and, and they don't need instruction. So, so it's their bite style, their, bite, their attack manner is why they show up so disproportionately uh, in fatal attacks in the U.S. and in other parts of the world. So how common is it, first of all, for a human to be killed by a dog in the United States? It is, it is not very common. So it's probably an average of 36 to 38 people per year at this, at this stage. Um, you know, it is, we definitely deal with these extreme cases, um, but a lot of people uh, survive, too. So, so there are, you know, the fatality cases also transfer into the scenarios and, um, uh, that, that are involved in the severe maulings, too. Uh, and there's a lot of research going on um, from uh, from doctors and level one trauma centers across the U.S. today, only looking at the severe injury cases. And that's really where the conversation needs to be because there's so many more severely, right? Uh, in- so so many critically injured. And so since 2011, there have been uh, 11 different medical studies from all different regions in the U.S. So South, Southeast, uh, Pacific Northwest, um, you know, Northeast, you know, New York. Uh, they're all coming to the same conclusion that. Pit bulls have the highest prevalence of injuries and the most severe injuries. And that's coming from adults, level one traumas, and also pediatric. And you have numbers. Yes. Uh, Well, we don't have numbers. We we collect those studies that are published in peer-reviewed journals. And so Mm -hmm. that is on the website. And and, and certainly, uh, you know, more work needs to be done in that area. 
Um, but you know, there's not ever going to be some national tracking system for severe injuries for dog bites. I mean, not by breed. But okay. I, and on your website, you have the percentages of uh, reported killings by dogs and how many of uh, what percentage are done by pit bulls. Correct. And it's and it's overwhelmingly pit bulls. It's overwhelmingly pit bulls. Okay. And if you just if you add in Rottweilers and a couple of other breeds, I mean, you've got eighty four percent of all fatal attacks right there. Bam. Yeah, and see again. Um, I'm not disputing your numbers. I I just how much of a study has been done about because here I, I, the reason I keep saying this and thinking this is that um, I have had so many people say to me that it's unfair to 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 uh, portray pit bulls as different from other dogs. It's all about the people. And how do you separate the numbers that you have from you know, including the maulings? If you went back and checked the the environment that these dogs were brought up in, how much of it could right. be blamed on the owner? It, not to, not disregarding the fact that it's a it is a breed that's more likely to do that. Well, we know that in uh, fatalities, uh, pit bulls weigh into sixty four percent of all family dog fatal attacks. Yeah. So we have to assume that you know they're in their family, they're killing a family member. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are some very there are some fatal dog mauling uh, that have some, you know, very, uh, you know, disturbing details about what may have been going on beforehand, right? But that's not in the majority at all, okay? And, I mean, if you have a dog and, you know, it's, it's a bit neglected or it's sort of in the house and out of the house, that doesn't mean it should kill a person, no. right? No, no. So, so it's, it's a disproportionate response that these dogs have. So, so even the chainings, um, you know, we, there are many dogs that were chained, uh, you know, way back when that never inflicted fatal attacks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you know it, it really comes down to the fact that they were selected for this you know, extreme abnormal aggression to take place in these environments, the pit, you know, that, that aren't around anymore, at least not in a normal sense of a normal lifestyle, your house, you know, your parks, things like that. Yeah, right? I, I thought I'd been told at one time that there was a time when pit bulls were the most popular breed in the country, and they they pointed to the dog and the little rascals. That's is been that a, a long-standing. No, it's it's not true. Okay. Um, that's you know, it, it's been there. There are many myths that are false, such as the nanny dog myth. They were never known as an, that was made up by a pit bull breeder, right? So it has been. It's not just a recent struggle. Um, to sort of rebrand pit bulls, although there has been quite a bit of that work since the Michael Vick, you know, 2007, 2008, uh, you know, time frame. But even going back in, you know, time to the last century, you know, there have been strong efforts by these breeders to, um, to call them the most popular dog and, and to, you know, bring them into your home. You know, so it's a, it's a long-standing, you know, uh, propaganda routine. Um, and things got much more serious in the 80s when uh, cities responded with brief specific laws in some areas of this country. Yeah, um, and, 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 the, and it's, it is the most popular dog among people who like to uh, uh, go to dog fighting uh, clubs and belong to dogs. It's the breed, right? They're not, nobody's bringing Cocker Spaniels there. No, there's no other breeds. Um, it's amazing. So, um, and I'll give you an example uh, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, a guy I know was walking his Springer Spaniel, and uh, it's a, not a big dog at all, and came across a woman walking her pit bull. This is in a nice neighborhood, right. and um, the pit bull attacked the Springer Spaniel for no reason. And right. fortunately, the guy was there instead of instead of his wife walking the dog, and he was able to grab the leash and pull the dog off, and his his dog... You know, just had a couple little bites, but but this lady, who's there's no chance on this earth she was going to control that pit bull, is out That's there correct. walking a pit bull on a leash. It's a, it's an correct. it's a killing or a mauling waiting to happen, right? If if not a person, somebody's dog. Well, first and foremost, it's going to be someone's dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're bred. They're secondly bred for dog aggression to kill uh-huh. the dogs, mm-hmm. and so th- that is a scenario that we see all the time. Um, I don't know how old the woman was, but, um, you know, this sort of 
save this breed. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's very popular with women, um, sort of in the young women and also women in, in sort of the 50 and, 50 and older age groups. And so, you know, it is interesting to, to ask yourself the question, why do you have this dog that you won't be able to control, you know? Yeah. All right, so um, I, I hear the, when I see these, uh, hear about these dog attacks... And these people have two pit bulls yep. in their okay. backyard, uh, if not chained up, supposedly contained. And they get out and they go attack some four-year-old kid and kill him. And I think, try a golden retriever. What, what's the point in having a, gold, a, a pit bull? I, I, it's, but see, then I get the it argument is. back. Oh, no, it's not the dog. It's not the dog. It's the person. Right. It's the people. Well, there are sort of, you know... Uh, we look at the different types of people who own pit bulls, right? We already talked about one, the dog fighters, right? Right. And back in the 80s and 90s, and it's, it's probably still true today, that, uh, you know, gangs and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. And we're getting, right. you know, pit mastiffs galore in sort of that field today. Mm-hmm. We've got the female rescuers, specifically, and they start them young. They're in their young t- 20s, uh, all the way up through sort of, you know, uh, you know 50, 60-ish, um, who... Basically, you know, the rescue world, driven by no-kill, right, um, is put no dog down, especially a dangerous dog. Um, And so we have uh, attacks that take place, and the shelter will just turn around and give the dog to some rescue who's unregulated, not even a nonprofit, and say, hey, try to rehab this dog, you know. Um, And so it's... uh, that's really the perplexing area today is, you know, dogs with known behavioral problems, uh, people, you know, coming into shelters or being, you know, quarantined and then being released. Yeah, and, and you have on your, and we're talking to Colleen Lynch. She's the founder and president of dogsbite.org. And if you go to her website, you will never own a pit bull. Um, and you probably shouldn't anyway. But um, you point out on your website, and you mentioned here just a minute ago about the number of women who are victims of these dogs. That's um, correct, and that and and you basically uh, basically your your message is, uh, if, especially if you're a woman, do not ever rescue a pit bull from a shelter ever. Is that that's, your advice? That's correct. That is my advice because there is no temperament test that can measure or test for uh, this type of impulsive aggression. Okay, mm-hmm. and we they just had a, a shelter worker on you know, Thursday went in. She's been a volunteer at the shelter for several years, and she took a pit bull outside to the you know play area and it attacked and killed her. It had been in the wow. shelter for eight, eight days. It had been up for adoption for two days. That dog was headed out to the public, and it killed the woman in the shelter. It sure did. When I was doing my dog training, part of my training was to go to a uh, the. Um, I think it was a humane society. I think it was, and um, and I had to observe a trainer training, doing like a uh, group lesson, you know, group training lesson with a bunch of people. But there was a shelter in the place, and uh, my wife and I would go down to the shelter just to check out the dogs when we were there. And if there were twenty dogs in there, seventeen of them were pit bulls. That's correct. And 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 you know, after reading on your website and talking to you here. That you don't know, have any idea why that pit bull is in there, and you could take it home and be dead fifteen minutes after you bring him in your house. That's right. Uh, what we, the only thing we have bulls uh, and other dogs that wind up in shelters is that they are unwanted. Right. So we know that much, um, and uh, you know this idea of you know this long-standing propaganda. It's all how you raise them. Well, that's very, very different. When you walk into a shelter and walk out with a dog, with a pit bull, of, of, you have no idea what their background is, and it hasn't, it, it hasn't been through any type of, you know, meaningful evaluation by a meaningful evaluator, right? Right. And if you walk out with a golden retriever, uh, which I've owned, you know, for years and have two of them now, which I consider to be the most perfect uh, creation on the planet Earth is the golden <laughs> retriever. But, they are. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, if you went down and rescued a golden retriever, he's not going to kill you. It, it, it's uh, never. I mean, you just—it's not going to happen. They're just yeah. not the way they are, and they might not be the most well-behaved dog if you get it in a shelter because you don't know where it came from. Right, and you know it's really important to talk about the difference between bites and severe maulings too, mm-hmm. because you know normal dog breeds, and you know your golden is one of them. 
you know, bites are real, and bites can be really nasty. They hurt. And they, they hurt. And, and, uh, but that is nothing like a sustained mauling um, that goes on for 15 minutes until some form of lethal or otherwise intervention stops it. Colleen, I had a cop tell me uh, one time that um, they, he has beaten a, when a uh, pit bull had put it, grabbed somebody, he had beaten him on the head with a nightstick, and the dog just kept going. And, and and would not let go, would not let go, and he had to shoot him. Yep. They, 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 they're not letting go. Wow. Well, um, I, 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 your website convinced me, and our conversation here convinced me, because I was willing to kind of accept that argument that it's not, because also because of my experience as training and knowing how people can screw right. dogs up. Yeah. I, I've been willing to accept that uh, apology for pit bulls. You're not buying it. No, we don't buy it because, you know, uh, we can't ignore the genetic heritage of this breed. Yeah. That is why it is producing disproportionate fatal attacks in our country and around the world. There are 52 countries that have, uh, with jurisdictions that regulate this dog breed. Wow. Hey, Colleen, I I really appreciate you being here. Colleen Lind, uh, founder and president of DogsBite.org. Check it out. For, for sure, check it out if you're thinking about going to get a dog, especially if you have kids. Thanks, Colleen. Thank you. And we'll be right back. I love my dog as much as I love you. But you may think my dog will always come through. All he asks from me is the food to give him strength. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, Did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. All right, gun lovers, here's your to-do list for the weekend. Shoot guns, test drive great new gear, and celebrate freedom at the number one destination for American gun owners. Enjoy an action-packed weekend at the Concealed Carry Expo in Pittsburgh this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Join your fellow armed Americans at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Just remember, this only happens once a year, so don't put it off. It'll be an action-packed three-day event dedicated to responsibly armed Americans like you. Trust me, you'll have a blast. You can test new guns on the free live-fire range and train with self-defense experts. There's even a reality-based training simulator. But it's only for this weekend. The doors open Friday, so text EXPO to the number 87222 now to lock in your discounted tickets and free t-shirt. Come experience the number one destination for American gun owners with your fellow patriots. You can always just show up at the door, but if you text EXPO to the number 87222, you'll save money and get a free t-shirt. That's EXPO to the number 87222 now. Hi, Hugh Hewitt here for PatriotMobile.com. I need you to go and switch today to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. Let me tell you why. 
Big Mobile is supporting the left. You know, I'm talking about AT&T, Verizon. They cut big checks to the big left, and they do it every year, year in and year out, decade after decade, but not Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the country's only conservative cell phone company. A portion of every one of your bills goes to support conservative causes, the Second Amendment, pro-life causes, conservative activism at the Heritage Foundation. They also have unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25 a month, so don't wait. At Patriot Mobile, a young company, more than $2 million has already been used to support your constitutional rights. Imagine what we can do with you on our side when you switch to Patriot Mobile. Join me to stop the left and switch to Patriot Mobile today. We need you now more than ever. Visit PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. That's PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, the kiddies at Mason High School down there in Ohio um, don't have to worry about valedictorians and salutatorians anymore because they're going to be uh, eliminated. Yes, uh, that news came out this uh, weekend, and it's about what it means to be happy and what it means to be successful. And it's not just about the grade, but it's about the whole child, according to the associate principal, Shauna Boo Miller. Oh, boy. I think in the long run, it'll really, it's really going to change the atmosphere in the school in a positive way. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have uh, someone who's worked harder maybe than everybody else and really put the time in and be, you know, singled out as having really achieved something because somebody's feelings might be hurt. This is everywhere, of course. By the way, Mason, Ohio, I, uh, I'm familiar with Mason, Ohio. Back uh, in the uh, mid-70s, I sold cable TV door-to-door there. Um, I'd work uh, Monday to Thursday from about 3 in the afternoon till 7 or 8, right before it got dark in the summertime. I was making $1,000 a week working about 15 hours a day. And uh, that's that's like making, I don't know, three or $4,000 a week right now. Not bad. But uh, that's what I know about Mason. Now I also know that they're not going to have valedictorians and salutatorians, and they're idiots. But I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.